Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast. Welcome to All Things Beautiful Inside Out. I am your host, Coach Misty, your inner beauty coach, helping women of faith find beauty in their inner struggles. Today's podcast is going to be amazing as we talk about exposing hidden walls, exposing hidden walls. So we want to go ahead and get into this podcast. First of all, For those of you who don't know me, uh, I teach and coach according to RAIN therapy, and that is my method of coaching. And um, RAIN therapy is a renewed mind, emotional wholeness, inner healing, God's love, and a new life in Christ. And so it's tailored around the Word of God. So um, I pray that you can follow with me, and I pray that you, if you have questions, you leave your comments below or email me, Coach Misty, at allthingsbeinsideout.com. And if you want to uh, learn more about me, go to allthingsbeinsideout.com. I'm sorry for the delay, but I um, something just came to me as I was speaking. So I want to give you the scripture foundation for today. As we dig into this juicy word, it's really powerful. Uh, I'll reveal to you the the growth story behind it. It's in Psalms 51 and 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Let me read that one more time. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Today I'm talking about exposing the hidden walls. And let me just give you the background of where this came from. Um, it's really um, revelation that God revealed to me um, as I was praying for someone at my church. And um, when I prayed for her, the Lord said that he was exposing the hidden walls that was uh, constraining her from receiving what he was doing in her life. And that bear, witness, that bear witness with me, it did something um, to activate alarm on the inside of me that I needed to dig deeper into the Word to get a revelation as to how um, we have these hidden walls that hinder us um, from flowing in what God wants to do in our lives. And so the powerful thing about God's Word is everything He reveals Um, he has revelation through his word to help us, to guide us, to direct us, and to help us grow through what we're going through. And my assignment is to help you to grow through the inner struggles um, that we experience as women of faith, right? And I always say I liken a woman of faith to the process of a pearl being developed under the irritation, right? And that's how it grows, and that's how we grow. We grow through the word of God and through the irritations of life. And if you choose not to grow through it, you'll keep going through. And my prayer is that you stop going through and grow through it so that you don't have to continue repeating cycles and habits and dysfunctions in your life, that you uh, begin to see the results and create a beautiful life from the inside out. And so the powerful thing in uh, Psalms 51 and 60, he says, And I will teach uh, you wisdom in the innermost place, the place in where 
the walls are there that once was hidden and now exposed, I will give you wisdom. And so when we are in a time of our lives and we don't even realize that the enemy has planted something that's trying to constrain us from receiving what God is doing in our lives, we'll keep going and going and going. And that's why I tell you that every level of yourself requires a higher version of you because as you desire to grow and mature in your walk with God, there is so much more that is being revealed through his word, through your relationship with him, through your time of mentorship or uh, being around wise counsel, getting a coach, getting a mentor, or even just attending church service, or even, you know, all different methods in which we learn and we grow. And so today I want to just kind of help you uh, to understand what those hidden walls are um, because everyone may be in a place that they don't even realize why their life is stagnated and why they're not moving forward. Um, any constraint that you have um, will hinder you from receiving from God. And I believe that one of the biggest hidden walls is um, our identity, right? Um, when you don't see yourself as God's daughter, and that he loves you and that he forgives you and he has a plan for your life and that all things really do work together for the good of them that love God that are called according to his purpose. If you don't believe that and you have a false perception of who God is based upon your dysfunctional relationship with your father, if that was your case, right? Then you, that can be a hidden wall. So because you don't uh, receive who you are in Christ, then you will suffer from condemnation. And condemnation is uh, where you are condemned by your past and held accountable for your issues of before. And God is a forgiving God. He's a loving God. He's a faithful God. And there is grace measured out for our mistakes. It's grace measured out for our wrong turns. And purpose, um, every step we take, aligns us to purpose and so in that if you don't believe that you'll stay stuck and stagnated in a season where you've fallen down but the bible says a righteous woman falls seven times but she gets back up so i don't know who this is for but today you must get back up there are things god wants to do in your life and you have to move away from what was to what is going to be right so that's one of the major hidden walls that may be in your life. The second uh, biggest hidden wall to me is fear. And fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is a constraint in your life that will keep you stagnated um, based upon um, you don't know which way to go. You're not sure God called you, how he called you, where he wants you to go. So this could be you have a business idea, but you don't move forward. And you have a book on the inside of you, but you never write it. You have, uh, God wants to, to make you and to be in, preparing you to be a wife, but you never study what God said in his word concerning what marriage looks like. So because of fear of failing, because the last relationship failed, you was through abusive relationship, or maybe, you know, you've been through heartbreak after heartbreak, and you've dealt with so much traumatic experiences 
that you, you know, it's hard for you to believe that there are good men out there, that, uh, that constraint will cause you to continue to attract what you don't want. Fear is the false evidence appearing real. It operates just as faith. And so faith will bring into existence the unseen in your life. Fear will bring into existence the seen things that you experience and repeated past cycles. And, uh, and so what will happen is you'll end up dating the same guy with a different name, falling into the same dysfunctional patterns of relationships because that is what you feared the most. In the book of Job, the Bible says that the very thing that Job feared came upon him. And so know that fear operates as faith. And you may be saying, well, I'm struggling with fear and I just don't know how to move forward. I know God has something great he wants to do in my life, but it's hard for me to believe that I can achieve it. Right. And so I want you to understand that you have to uproot that lie and plant the truth. And the truth will set you free. Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence unseen. So you need to replace fear with faith. Because faith will manifest the very things that you desire. Faith just needs you to get in agreement with faith. Needs you to get in position with faith because faith without works is dead. So whatever it is that you believe God to do in your life, if it's writing the book, start by journaling until you get a, get peace about it. The thing about the things God has given you, you've never done it before. If you've done it before or if you know how to do it, then you wouldn't need faith, right? Some gifts and callings don't require faith. It's your natural ability to get it done. But these are the things that God has given you you've never done before. And so you re, you need faith in order to manifest. So you need to not only journal, but you also need um, to be around people who've done it before, who looks like you, who has the same kind of story you do, um, that can encourage you along the way, a mentor, a coach, um, your pastor, your husband, your best friend, someone that's going to cheerlead you, somebody's going to help you. The the awesome thing about God is when he gives you something to do, there's always people in the earth realm who are gifted in the area that you're weak, rather it be journaling, editing, right? Uh, the marketing, the branding, all that, the packaging. God just needs your cooperation. He needs you to stay in faith. He will draw you to everything you need to get the job done, but faith without works is dead. So you have to, the way you come out of fear is make, as I said, take make a faith move, take a faith step. One faith step a day will eventually get you in the fulfillment of manifestation. Take one step a day, right? A vision, create a vision, write a goal, right? Um, and in that, Create a plan on how to execute and every day take a faith step and watch the manifestation take place. You'll get there quicker, further than you ever thought because once you take one step, the supernatural kicks in and God comes in to aid you. He just needs you in agreement. He needs you to, to do, uh, do the work so that he can use you 
and he's going to work through you, all right? And so that's another major constraint. The third major constraint is uh, low self-esteem. When you have low self-esteem, what happens is you'll lowball yourself every time. So as it relates to relationships, you'll stay on a job that you hate when God has called you to uh, something better. You'll stay in friendships with people who are abusive or manipulative, um, who don't love you and they don't support you just because you just want to please people. You want them to be there for you. You just love on everybody, but you don't love on yourself, right? Uh, low self-esteem will cause you to be in toxic relationships. It will cause you to settle for less than God's best. And what happens is you'll spend days, weeks, months, years stuck in a place. Like God will say, okay, I want to bless you with a new home. But you'll be like, oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, maybe I can't afford it. Oh, God doesn't love me. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And so you'll lowball yourself or you'll stay around people who are always tearing you down. And these things are unhealthy, right? It's dysfunctional. And you have to finally look in the word of God to see your reflection of who you are. You are the reflection of Christ. He created us in his image and in his likeness. So you have to, the, old, the, the greatest way to defeat low self-esteem is to look in the mirror and make some decrees around who you are. You make some affirmations about who you are by looking in the mirror and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I am beautiful. I love me. I am all that in a bag of chips. Whatever that looks like for you, the areas that you find yourself just broken about your love for you, right? You begin to put a value on yourself. Like God made me, my price is far above rubies, right? I, I will not settle for less than God's best. You begin to speak over yourself. And as you begin to speak every day in the mirror, one day, one day you're going to get in that mirror and you're going to finally believe what you say. If you, I don't know who this is for, but someone who's struggling with weight loss and you don't love yourself, um, you have to know, say, I love all of me as I am. I love all of me just as I am because God loves me just as I am. You have to see yourself beautiful in every say, every phase, every time, every season of your life. Um, I'm finally coming to grips, but not I'm not in a place of contentment. But I'm I'm at a place of peace with the gaining of weight. I've always been very petite, uh, and so I've gained about twenty pounds. And of course, it, to me, it looks like I've gained fifty. But I've come to peace that, okay, stop competing with your 20-year-old self. I don't know who that's for. Dear older self, stop competing with your 20-year-old self. You're not her. You are who you are today. And one of the things that God said to me, and I, I pray this helps somebody. He says, 
The reason why women gain weight as they get older, because they've carried the weight of life. Isn't that powerful? You've been carrying the weight of life. And I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what you've been through and I don't know what you've overcome. But the things I've overcome has been very heavy. And I believe that as you overcome things, the weight of your heart, when you walk in your healing and you walk in wholeness, you'll begin to lift all these weights off of you as you lift it off of your heart. And so for me now, weight loss is happening quicker because I'm free from some areas that I was constrained. Um, I had hidden walls that I didn't, I could not identify with, but I began to see God, right? Now, I didn't know that it was a hidden wall at that time until I spoke to the young lady at my church. And so that spoke volumes to me that revealed some wisdom in areas that I was still praying about that God revealed some things to me so that I can move forward. Isn't it something how you're going through something and let me change that, not going through, growing through something and God begins to reveal to you uh, something for someone else and it hits you at the same time. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when when the Holy Spirit comes to get, gain wisdom in your life, it's not just for you. It's for somebody else who's struggling in the areas that you've overcome. And this is why, as women, we must surround ourselves with a strong circle. You must strengthen your circle. You must strengthen your bands around your circle because you're only as strong as the weakest link. Every time a season of relationships, they go full circle. One is weaker and one is stronger at different times and different phases of life. But if you all are together and you're covering each other and you're praying for one another and you're loving on one another, you're strong in your circle. So that no matter who's weak, no matter who's having a moment, no matter who's going through, we're going to grow through it together. And that's the power of unity. That's the power of agreement and prayer. That's the power of true covenant and covenant relationships that last forever. You're planted in truth and rooted in love. And that's what you are for me on this podcast. You're my girlfriend. I want to know you. I want to know about where you are in your life and what, what do you need help with? Because um, I believe that there are things that are hidden in your life that God wants to reveal. That's what coaches do. That's what mentors do. That's what your pastor does. You don't necessarily have to use me, but if you're in a time and season of your life that you're stuck and stagnated, find the help that you need. You can always schedule a one-on-one with me. You can go to allthingsbeinsideout.com. You can email me, and I'll always respond, Coach Misty, at allthingsbeinsideout.com. And you can ask me any questions, but it's so important that you get the help that you need. The last constraint is the the constraint around your heart. There are more, but I I just want to close out here. Uh, The constraint that you have around your heart. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it are issues of life. When you have a wall built around your heart, what happens is 
that nothing can go in and nothing can come out. And a lot of women uh, of faith have a wall. The wall is built up to protect themselves from um, ruling out the wrong guy coming into their life again because they've been through traumatic experiences and they just don't want to repeat the cycle again. But the wall is dangerous because the wall hinders God from moving. Out of the issues of life, the love of God must flow. And the love of God cannot flow in fear, right? A wall is there, but but you need a gate. Because he said, guard your heart, for out of it are issues of life. The way that you guard your heart is you tear down the wall and you build up a gate. And you put God at the enter, entryway of your heart and you seek God for the people that come into your life and out of your life. If you allow God to be the guard, and not only does God guard your heart, peace, God said he sent peace to guard your heart. Um, and so I talked about that last week. If you want to hear that, go. you can go back to last week's message and you'll get great clarity on that. So let me just say this. When um, you overcome the wrong relationships, expect the right relationship to show up. Expect your king to show up. Expect the love that you desire to show up. But he cannot show up if you have other things in your heart. If someone else is occupying the space that he belongs, meaning you haven't got rid of your ex, um, you're still dealing with bitterness and resentment and rejection, uh, and you've not dealt with these things. In that, what happens is you're not free to love because you're still full. You still have this heart full of unforgiveness or bitterness or fear or resentment, and you have to release that. How do I do that? Again, if you allow God to guard your heart, the Bible says, put your, put your trust in no man. What he's really saying is, listen, uh, I know the heart of man. You're going to judge their outward appearance, but I'm going to judge their heart. So if you allow me to be the guard at your heart and you come to me and ask me, God, why are they in my life? What is it that you're teaching me? And why, when, what, where, and how? You have to ask God these questions. People come in and out of your life for a day, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And it is up to you to discern what that is, you will save yourself a lot of heartache if you really allow God to be the guard of your heart. You see, uh, oftentimes I say this. I said that most women don't ask God um, permission or to ask why someone's in their life because they really are happy to make a decision for themselves. We'll give God our children, our finances. We'll give God everything, career, everything, but we won't give God our heart. We want to make the decision. We feel as though God can't bless us with the man of our dreams, but God is an awesome God. He's the creator of all things. He created us in his image and likeness. He formed us in our mother's womb. He's able to shape, form, and fashion the right relationship with the right man. And I'll say this. After you tried doing it your way, why wouldn't you not trust God, your creator? See, I was you. I, I was you. 
I was doing it my way, feeling like, okay, God, I gave you, I had doors and compartments in my heart with where God can go into my life and enter and make decisions for me. I, I had, you know, all that going on. And so because of that, um, um, I was not allowing God to come in, right? But once I realized that, man, my decision-making is horrible. I'm not really where I need to be, so I need to just go ahead and trust God. I, I've i tried it my way. I've tried it trusting men. I've tried doing all that, and it did not work out, so why wouldn't I trust God? And let me say I'm married to the king, the man of my dreams. He is not perfect, but he's perfect for me, and I'm so blessed and so fortunate and so thankful that I did allow God to come into my heart and guard it and in that now, I don't have to make decisions about clearing people out of my life or cutting them off. I simply say a prayer, Lord, expose, reveal, and remove any person, place, or thing you did not authorize to be in my life. And when I see people leave, I don't have to worry about it if it was me because I've allowed God to be a gentleman in my life. So it'll save you a lot of heartache. It'll save you a lot of frustration. Now, it won't, it won't take away the hurt or the disappointment, but eventually you'll rest in knowing that God is my provider and he's my protector. I said that your heart was the last one I wanted to address, but there's one more I want to address, and then I'm going to get out of your way, and that is the constraints in your mind, the mind constraints, right? I don't know about you, but if you are anything like me, analytical i need to know what when where why how who what you know all the things and all the details about how god wants to move in my life and um with that being said it's a dangerous place because when you are walking with god it has to be a relationship with him where you trust him with your life trust him to order your steps Trust him to lead you and guide you. Trust that he, the favors on your life. Trust that whatever he said, it shall be. Trust that he's not a man that he can lie. His answer really is yes and amen. Trusting that his word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So trusting God, but the battlefield of your mind, right? Uh, you have to get a grip on that. And I wrote a, a prayer journal called A Beautiful Mind. Um, you can pre-order on my website, allthingsbeinsideout.com. But in that, I talk, I teach you how to uh, develop a beautiful mind where you can overcome the mind, the uh, where you can develop mind control, right? And and so there's several things you must do that God laid out for us in the Word. First of all, we got to take on the mind of Christ, right? Because the mind of Christ is in the spirit. Versus your natural mind is in the, it's a carnal mind. It's, it's from the flesh realm. And so your decision-making and attitudes and intents will always be led by the flesh versus the mind of crisis by the spirit. Um, and so he tells us the, that we must pull down the strongholds in our lives. And strongholds are, are constraints. These are not Again, these are invisible walls that you cannot see in the natural realm, but they exist in the in the spiritual realm. So you have to pull down the stronghold. 
The second thing you must do is cast down your imagination and every high thing that exists exalts itself against the will of God, bringing it under subjection. All of this is what God gave us to do, right? And so these mind constraints, in, uh, they are the battlefield of your faith and your promises and your uh, all the things God is doing for you to move forward. Um, and then you have to understand that you must be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You must renew your mind daily to the word of God. What is mind renewal? You know, one thing I learned about um, as I was uh, finishing up this journal, we think that just reading the word is mind renewal. But it, it's, it, it's so much more than that. You must not only read the word, but you must meditate on the word day and night. And then you must, um, after you meditate, you must speak it out of your mouth. Not only do you speak it out of your mouth, right? Now you must apply the word to your life. That's, that's how you renew your mind. Your mind is renewed through you hearing the word, right? Speaking the word, living the word, doing what the word of God says, meditating on the word day and night, pulling down the strength, constraints and things of nature that hinder you. And know that these hidden walls in your mind is the greatest enemy of your faith, the greatest enemy of your promises and your future. And you don't want to be wrestling mentally. I call it mental warfare. Um, and the only way to overcome mental warfare, to me, is mind medication. Mind medication is the word. Because that's, he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. So know that the power of God's word will bring transformation. Because once you transform your mind, your mind will transform your life. Let me say that again. Once you transform your mind, your mind will transform your life. And that's when you'll begin to see uh, and experience a beautiful life. <coughs> Excuse me from the inside out. Well, my time is up. I enjoyed being with you guys today. Make sure you stay connected. Leave comments in the comment section. Don't forget to rate me five star. I know you love me. But I thank you for being my girlfriend and let's grow, glow, and go together. If you like to join my group coaching session where I'm helping you to process the pain, get to the root of the issue, and create a beautiful life from the inside out, you can go to allthingsbeinsideout.com and sign up for Pearls and Co. Growth Circle. We, we are so excited to meet you. I'll be on the road in 2020 and we will see you somewhere soon. God bless.